Welcome to the Living With Chronic Illness Podcast. I'm Meryl Metcalf, Head of Living With at Research Partnership. In this final episode of the Living With Atopic Dermatitis series, Robin and I will chat about available information and support for AD. We hope you find this podcast of value, and if you want to find out more, please visit researchpartnership.com forward slash living with. So Robin, you have already spoken about your experience with AD and how it's affected you day to day, as well as your treatment. So now let's focus on support and information that you might have received. So have you received any support from doctor, family, friends, organizations about your AD? On the internet, a good deal. And there are several support groups. There is a support group and probably others on Facebook specifically for the treatment I'm using, which is Dupixent. And so that's been terrific to see what other people's experiences are, whether it's about injections, where, how, when. And so once I found this solution, all my avenues went there. Before that, I had tried different organizations and different websites and a plethora of Mm -hmm. options. Could you list some of the websites you might have gone to or the organizations you looked up? There are a slew of eczema websites. So if you just type in eczema support, there are public organizations, private organizations, organizations for different countries. On Facebook, there are several support groups where people are active and some people are just lurkers looking for solutions, but all kinds of information. Of course, sometimes it conflict, one site conflicts with another site. Mm-hmm. Um, I found in my case, the soles of the feet tend to be addressed less frequently than mm-hmm. most areas of the body. And the particular type of eczema I had doesn't match most of the descriptions, which I think is why that biopsy was so helpful initially. I see. Just talk about when you went online initially, because I know now you go straight to the Facebook groups for your treatment, but How frequently were you visiting websites early on? Early on, site after site after site, looking Mm -hmm. for a solution. I didn't feel as though I was getting adequate responses and suggestions from my physicians, Mm -hmm. from my dermatologist. And so that balance of not being that patient who goes and self-diagnoses, but at the same time, knowing there needed to be a solution to improve the quality of the life I was living. And and so I looked at so very many sites and linked from one to the next to the next. Did the doctor provide you with anything initially then? No, they provided me with a tube with a cream in it every time. Right. So when you were looking through all of these sites initially, because you felt you weren't getting enough from your doctor, and also your presentation was really unique, which sites were the ones that you felt, ah, this is some really good information? How did sites become attractive to you versus those that you maybe disregarded? I think because I wasn't finding solutions to my problems, none of them actually were overly helpful in that none of them pointed me to a bigger solution. And it's funny, you know, if you buy a new red car, that's a certain model, 
you suddenly see that everywhere you drive. You're like, oh, there's that car, there's that car, there's that car. I feel yeah. a little bit about that with my treatment that I had not heard of it or come across it anywhere. And then once it was prescribed to me, I felt like every other commercial I saw, whether it was on a feed, on the yeah. what it was for. So where that was awareness, where there are other factors in play, I'm not sure. But I was completely unaware and not pointed to by doctors to the world of biologics and the idea that there was life beyond steroid creams. Wow. Yeah, I think it's not such a new treatment anymore, but I think this was groundbreaking when it came out. Let's talk about the sites you go to now, the Facebook websites related to the pigs and tear treatment. So how frequently do you visit those sites now? It comes up in my feed regularly. So if I log on to Facebook, which because my business has a presence there, I log in a couple times every day. And there's almost always something mentioned in that feed. And if it catches my eye, I'll click over. Mm -hmm. Whether it's someone asking a question for a different use of the drug, because there are a couple uses outside dermatitis eczema. So in those cases, I'll usually pass by, but if it's related to me, I always go click because I'm wondering what's coming. How is it helping other people? How can I give someone hope that, you know, use it when people say I'm considering this, I'm not sure I'm go use it. (laughs) So you consider yourself an active participant in the group rather than a lurker. I do. I would say I used to be a lurker and then I saw it works and I want everyone to know you don't need to suffer. Mm. And you said there's many of these groups. You don't need to sign on to these groups, right? You can just be viewing what's being posted and you can post. There are a couple different ones and some are closed for people who use it. And so you submit the fact that, yes, I use this drug for this condition and they admit you so it's not filled with spam and different things Mm -hmm. but really beautiful community of people who like myself have found themselves suffering found a solution and want other people to find that solution more quickly than they did yeah do you go to any websites by pharma companies for example or for example the manufacturers of the pigs or anything like that do you tend to get support from there or you mainly go to facebook I mainly go to Facebook because Mm -hmm. it's a wide variety of people who have very different. And honestly, it feels a little more organic rather than company produced. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's an authenticity that comes from, if I talk about Dupixin, I have nothing to gain. Mm -hmm. If the manufacturer talks about it, they perhaps do. Well, they do. (laughs) That's inherently bad but there's a different motivation. Mm, I see. Okay. Do you belong to any other groups aside from the ones you visit on Facebook, like eczema societies or anything like that? I do not currently know. Any particular reason why? Yeah, they didn't give me solutions. Ah, So what was coming out from those sites then? Just stuff that you already knew or have tried? Already knew had already tried. And there was, again, very, very little information about eczema on my particular Mm. location on the soles of my feet. Got it. Got it. So it's not as relevant for you. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Other than online 
any other places you get information from about AD, like medical publications or even articles, not necessarily online articles, but offline articles? Almost everything I did was online. Everything. Okay. I run a software company. So, you know, oh, that's you? my first go to. <laughs> You're biased already. <laughs> okay. Totally biased, 100%. I think through this journey of looking for information on AD, and especially, you know, yours is quite unique. Again, the soles of your feet, it came very acute, came on very suddenly. So looking back now, would there have been anything different you would have done in terms of looking for information or support? I would have changed doctors more quickly, and I would have advocated for myself to find a solution that wasn't just the status quo, when the status quo was not working. And how would you advise someone to do that in a practical sense when you're saying, I would have not gone for the status quo? What would be some of the things? To actively look for solutions, reach out, ask more aggressively of your friends, of your coworkers, of people. Do you know someone who has had this problem and what were the solutions they found? And you think doing that, you would have gone to your solution much more quickly? I hope so. Yes, because no one has access to that wonder doctor you have. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just like so out of the blue. Okay, great. Was there anything else you would like to add just about information and support in general? I don't think so, except to tell people they deserve to be taken care of well and to find a way to do it. Thank you for that. So that's everything I wanted to discuss with you today, Robin. So thank you so much for taking us through your experience with AD. For our listeners, if you have not done so already, please do not forget to listen to the other segments of this podcast. We will be planning further podcasts in other therapy areas in the future. So we hope you can join us then. But again, Robin, thank you so much for your time. Really greatly appreciated. Thanks for having me.